listening to The Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city leaders discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that continue to make it a livable, sustainable, and innovative community. I'm Tony Bankston, Chief Communication Officer with the City of Dayton. On today's episode, we sit down with City Manager Shelley Dickstein to learn more about the proposed levy on the November 8th ballot and what the extra funding would accomplish. Shelley, thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome, Tony. Good to be here. Good to have you. So before we get started, I just want to point out all of the great things that are happening in Dayton. Anyone who lives or works or visits the city can definitely see signs of progress and resurgent in the community. Can you highlight a few of those for us? Sure. We have had an amazing couple of years in the city of Dayton, Um, not just downtown where a lot of people are talking about things, but also out in our neighborhoods. Um, We we certainly have had some exciting um, expansions in uh, downtown with the riverfront development and the care source expansion of another couple hundred of jobs and, and certainly the Levitt Pavilion which will provide free music to our community and be an opportunity to really build community uh, throughout our city so we're very excited about those projects but equally exciting are some of the things happening outside of downtown uh, for instance the retention of Taylor Communications um, that was a really important um, project for us as Taylor acquired Standard Register we were very concerned about losing that anchor uh, in our uh, western edge of our city and and certainly having uh, success in retaining them and the 500 plus jobs that will be in that facility was a big win. Uh, also the HUD Choice Planning Grant that we just recently received and are embarking on the plan now that hopefully will bring uh, $30 million or so to the community in 18 months uh, is certainly a very big um, win for us and an opportunity to really engage our community and uh, put together a, a thoughtful uh, plan of priorities to be able to advance uh, those neighborhoods. So, All right, well, so why now? Why is the city putting the levy on the ballot this year? Sounds like everything's going really well. It is going really well, um, and it has been uh, quite a struggle with the city of Dayton and uh, the resource resource levels that we have. Um, we obviously don't take income tax raising uh, lightly. We know this is a serious um, exercise. It has been 32 years since we've actually raised our income tax levels. Wow. And we are currently operating at 1998 revenue levels. Okay. And if we uh, are not able to find additional revenue streams, we will more than likely have to make some cuts in areas that we really don't want to make cuts on as it relates to uh, city services. So we are uh, asking the, the voters to help us out with additional revenue stream of the quarter percent increase. How much of a shortfall is the city looking at? Uh, At this point in time, we're projecting a $5 million shortfall in 2017. And obviously, as uh, a cost compound, uh, we'll have greater uh, gaps in the following years. So how much, if the levy were to pass, will will it increase? How much money will the levy raise? The, The quarter percent will equal about $11 million annually. Okay. And will all $11 million go to help with city projects, or what will some of this money go to fund? So we have a, a menu of things that we believe will uh, the, the additional levy revenue will go towards, and uh, some of it is uh, city services and certainly addressing um, issues in our neighborhoods. 
and some of it is a strategic investment in our pre-K. I'll first talk a little bit about the city services that we'll be um, enhancing. Um, first and foremost, our uh, police department. We certainly know that we need to bring on um, some more officers so that we have greater visibility and um, ability to do proactive policing and actually prevent crime before it starts. Uh, so some of the money will go towards additional officers. Do you know how many officers? There'll be about 20 new officers uh, over the six years uh, period. So we'll, uh, we'll also be putting money into residential streets. Yay. <laughs> we know that our streets are suffering, um, certainly as we were managing through the Great Recession. We uh, cut back on our investments in capital equipment and capital infrastructure. So having uh, funding available to catch up some of that capital infrastructure is crucial. Uh, right now we fund uh, about 20 lane miles a year. Uh, that's about $1.3 million. The new revenue will allow us to uh, fund 73 lane miles and we'll be investing the near $5 million mark of what we should be doing to catch up. At the end of the eight-year levy, uh, all of our uh, residential streets will be in good condition and we'll be able to manage forward. So I'm really excited about bringing that exciting. to our community. Um, we what? also are, are looking at uh, maintaining the vacant lots and parks uh, to a greater standard. We know that uh, because of the foreclosure crisis that our, our neighborhoods are hurting right now, we know that our um, the vacant parcels the city is managing right now about 5,700 vacant parcels that um, people have just walked away from and we know we're not maintaining them to the standard that we ask other property owners to maintain their property to so a good portion of this funding will allow us to maintain those lots uh, and mow them on a monthly basis versus two or three times a year uh, and will also give us some uh, important funding to be able to replace park equipment um, and finish our, our capital plan around our parks so that our uh, parks will be true assets and amenities for our residents to enjoy. Will any of the money um, be used to help with demolitions? We already have uh, additional $5 million or so of funding to be able to use towards demolition. We've been very fortunate over the years to be able to identify other resources uh, larger than what the city would be able to put forward. So for the next uh, 18 months or so, we do have uh, demolition activity uh, well funded. Okay. So this is an income tax. So just for our viewers' sake, can you tell them um, who will actually be paying the tax? Yeah, that's a really good question, Tony, um, and really important for the community to realize. It is an earned income tax, which means you have to actually be working uh, in the city of Dayton to pay the income tax. So if you are retired or receiving Social Security or investment funding, you will not have an additional tax to pay. So it is only on employment or, or salary generated from a job that you will be taxed. Um, Does it matter if I live in the city or just work in the city? First and foremost, it's if you work in the city. Now, if you uh, work, if you live in the city but work in a different community that may have a lower tax rate, for instance, many of our communities in the region have a 2% tax rate, um, they would actually pay the 0.5% to 
uh, the city of Dayton for some of the services uh, that would address their neighborhoods. Okay, but if I live outside the city, but I commute here and I work, then I'm also paying the tax. Exactly, so exactly. what percentage of people who live outside the city of Dayton will be actually paying this tax? Well, we think it's somewhere around 60 to 70 percent. It's, it's a hard number to actually nail down because there is a little bit of double counting in there, but we think it's uh, upwards of 60 to 70 percent of the people who um, work in the city, uh, who live outside the city that will pay. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. You mentioned that the increase would help with some of the infrastructure Mm -hmm. issues that the city has going on. You also mentioned some will be used for preschool. So let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that. Um, Why is the city getting involved with the preschool? That's a good question, it's a very common question. So preschool funding um, is really important for several reasons. Um, first, three out of four of our kids start behind in school. And there's a lot of good research that shows that once a child starts behind in preschool, they don't really catch up and they struggle, they don't advance in the skills they need, and school doesn't serve them the way that it should. So we want to make sure that our kids get off to the right start. So this is an investment in our kids. It's also an investment in our workforce. We have, um, we do about 300 to 350 business visits a year. Our employers, our companies are um, on a very regular basis complaining about the need for talent and workforce. And um, so we need to do something that significantly impacts our ability to bring workforce to the table. If we don't, our companies will relocate to places where they can find workforce. And so it's really important for us to invest in that. Um, Pre-K is also about, you know, addressing the start gives us an opportunity to also then effectively address other challenges and issues that may be occurring in our educational systems today. And by having um, funding and being, having a meaningful seat at the table, we have more influence and leverage as it relates to addressing some of those other problems in the K through 12 um, educational systems. So how will this preschool um, program work? Will, will the city be managing a preschool program? Will we be working with Dayton Public Schools? How exactly is it gonna work? So the city of Dayton is not getting into the business of preschool. Uh, we are providing a funding stream to uh, essentially a, uh, a third-party contractor who will uh, compete for that contract to deliver the services. But there will also be a governance board that is established that is full of experts who have the expertise and the skill set to uh, essentially put the right metrics in place to oversee and uh, approve the work program that is needed for an effective universal pre-k program and uh, essentially be our fiduciary watchdogs so that we know the tax dollars are being spent wisely that they are strategic and that they are um, being put into a program that has metrics to really impact um, pre-k So as a a parent that lives in the city of Dayton, would I have to enroll my child in a preschool that's located in the city of Dayton to take advantage of the funds? So the funding uh, follows the child. 
and so as long as the child lived in the city of Dayton, they can access the benefits of the program. And they could, for instance, take their child to a, uh, a high quality pre-K outside of the city of Dayton, as long as they stayed in Montgomery County, uh, because again, the funding follows the child. And we know parents make decisions on preschool, oftentimes based on where they work. Okay. Um, just circling back, because I know this has been a lot of questions we've gotten about preschool. So what percentage of the money of the $11 million will be going to preschool funding? Is, is it right about $4 million? It, Yeah, it's just a little over $4 million, so about 40% of the uh, uh, of the increased amount associated with the tax levy would go towards preschool. Okay, and so this, what the city is proposing is once this, uh, if this levy was to pass, that you would appoint an advisory board to actually manage the program. This program will not be connected with Dayton Public Schools. Am I correct about correct. that? Correct. The preschool program will be agnostic, and it will have an independent governance board that provides the supervision. And there are really three pillars that are, are of activity around this preschool program that our funding will help support. One is simply educating our parents so they understand and recognize the value of pre-K and getting their kids off to a good start. Two is increasing the number of um, uh, high quality uh, seats in pre-K. We have 1,900 um, four-year-olds in the city right now. We do not, uh, do not have 1,900 high quality pre-K seats. Uh, that does not mean that the money will go towards building a lot of buildings and bricks and mortar. Uh, we are uh, uh, seeking to work with those daycare providers or those um, programs that are established and are looking to elevate their programs so that they're higher quality. Okay. Uh, so it is a very inclusive model. And finally, funding will go towards um, tuition or um, subsidy. And what we have found by looking at other programs is the greatest impact will go towards those middle-income families who right now receive very little benefit uh, or, or assistance in seeking out preschool or paying for preschool. And so we're excited about that because we think that it really adds a value proposition for our middle income families who are by and large foregoing pre-K because of the expense associated with it. Okay. So November 8th happens and let's say for example the levy unfortunately doesn't pass. What happens? What gets cut? What does how does the city move forward? Well, um, clearly if the, if the levy does not pass, then the city has some pretty significant decisions to make um, to address the $5 million gap for 2017 budget. And that will certainly involve um, cuts to services. Uh, it could involve, unfortunately, um, laying off or cutting positions in the organization to reduce some of the overhead. Uh, we don't have the specifics of that worked out yet. We are starting to talk about and plan for um, the what if, um, but we're hopeful that we, we don't have to go down that path. Are you able to tell us what organizations have already endorsed the city's levy at this point? Uh, we have a number of endorsements. We have an endorsement from the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we have an endorsement from the Fraternal Order of Police. We have the endorsement from uh, our other labor group, um, ASME, which is uh, DPSU, actually. Okay, so a number of people are already in agreement 
with this levy, which is good to hear. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? Um, no, I just think that this is a really exciting opportunity to continue advancing uh, many of the strategic initiatives that we have uh, been uh, working on in the city of Dayton. It's an opportunity to strengthen our neighborhoods and reinvest where we know we've had to cut because of uh, tough times in the past. Thanks so much for joining us today, Shelley. Thanks, Tony. For more information about the proposed levy, please visit the city's website at DaytonOhio.gov. To register to vote, please visit the county's website at mcohio.org. Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next, a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communication and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss the latest news about business, technology, and development in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, email cityhall at daytonohio.gov. Thank you.